0: So good afternoon and welcome to the Blackburn Boss Podcast with my guest, Chisa Penix-Brown. Mrs. Brown is in the house (laughs) and um, I'm going to let her tell you about herself because she has so many amazing things. I'm really worried that I'll forget something. So Chisa, tell, tell my listeners all about you and what you do and all these great things that you've got going on.
1: Well, sometimes I forget some of the things too, so you don't have to <laughs> really worry about that. But um, if I give the spiel, I usually tell people I'm North Carolina's number one small business facilitator. Um, I teach all over the state, and now I guess even further because of COVID, um, to really help people to understand what they need to do with their brand, to do with their marketing, to really help them let everybody kind of, I call it show up and show out, so people can see what you do. Because I think that um, a lot of people have great businesses, but nobody knows about them. And if you don't tell people, they're not going to know. So that's really the biggest thing for me. And I am also an author. I have a book called The 90-Day Focus, Your Action Plan for Success. I started a nonprofit called Real Glow Gators that helps women start staying slam business. And um, I do have a podcast studio as well called Podbiz Studios. And then the newest thing that I'm doing, though, is starting an initiative called The Black Biz Group in order to help people. And I sell it basically to celebrate and to educate people that are in business and specifically you know talking about the population of black owned businesses. So that's enough right there just for us to just jump in and for people to kind of get a little bit of something about me.
0: Yeah, get a little taste. Yes. A little taste. So, so I have oh gosh, I've I've listened to your podcast, I've watched your webinars, I follow you on Instagram. Um you're one of my favorite people and you are the first person to pop up in my Instagram every morning. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know how the algorithm gets you there, but the you there. like, get on Audrey's stuff. <laughs> Audrey stuff. Audrey. <laughs> well it's because I like everything that you do. So okay. um and I resonate with it, right? So yep. we um we serve a lot of the same people. So small businesses, nonprofits like we mm-hmm. talked about. Um and so that's why I've always resonated with you. And the empowerment piece, Definitely. right? You, you empower women. And I feel that come through in everything you do. You own who you are, which is me. And I need to do it even more. Uh-huh. Those that know me well are like, Oh, you tone yourself too much down on video or whatever. And I do. Uh-huh. Um, cause I think that's something as women we do, right? Like when we're growing up, like mm-hmm. we're told, I don't know about you and I'm sure you heard this cause I've heard it. You're too loud. You're too bossy, too much, uh, too much. Too mm-hmm. opinionated. And so I, and it wasn't until I started a business that I realized too much is good.
1: <laughs> too <laughs> yeah. much is wonderful. I like to call it extra. It's the same yes. thing to me. And you know, if you think about it, I think that a lot of people, because they do lack confidence they don't give all the extra that they could. And, you know, when I look at certain people, there are things that you might not like about somebody, but, you know, it's kind of like, do you need to listen to the message? You might not like the messenger, the package that they're in. You know, you may think something is a certain way and it's just like, oh, that doesn't do it for me. But what are they talking about? And so when you start to really see, like, what are people talking about? You can really then... Really take the time to understand. Well, gosh, maybe I do like them. And sometimes it's just a package. It's just yeah. what you see on the outside. That makes people feel like, mm, I don't know. So for me, I've always been a person that's been confident. I've never been a, you know, walk my head down, you know, kind of person. I like to walk in a room and own a room. That's, that's, I, I, I live for that, to be honest with you. Now I live for walking on a webinar, and owning a webinar, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, or being on a podcast episode because the world is what it is right now. But I think that people can tell the authenticity that you have and you can see when some people are kind of faking it. Yeah. You can see when they kind of tone themselves down and it's just like, you want them to really be able to express themselves because then you get this other little piece of magic that you would never get anywhere else.
0: Yes. Oh, I agree. And when we're ourselves, what we're speaking about comes through better because we're coming from a place of realness, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something I've worked on this year to be more me you know, okay. because I have spent my entire life just being told, you know, as an employee, oh gosh, before I started my business, it was like, mm-hmm. you're too opinionated. Um, you, you know, you're not in upper management, so you can't give that information. You can't give that advice or so-and-so has got to go to that meeting because, and I can't tell you how many times I've been told, um, you're, you're a woman. Like this, it needs Ooh. to be a man role. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Corp- corporate America is <laughs> bad about that. Especially it's interesting nonprofits, right? Cause I've mm-hmm. been, a, I was a nonprofit employee for 20 some years. I can't tell you how much I've run into that in the nonprofit realm. Now, not to say that I've not had amazing bosses that have been men. Mm-hmm. I, I think of two that ha- were in my life that were phenomenal and really coached me and encouraged me and mentored me into mm-hmm. being a better person. Um, but it wasn't until I started my business that I really started my personality started to shine because mm-hmm. I felt comfortable, right? Yeah. So with the COVID that's going on, which I know if your listeners are like mine, I think we all stick to death of talking about COVID. Yeah. But but the only thing I'd like to talk about with that is how it's changed our world that we are virtual, right? Yeah. Like everything's had to go online. I was just on a, a board meeting this morning where they've decided to move their event online because we really don't think people will want to come out um, later in the fall. Um, and it's just too uncertain. This has been my world for five years, the virtual okay. world, because, okay. um, I work out of my house, which that's by choice. I love it. And I work virtually with my clients, but I do go see a lot of people in person okay. because I have a lot of clients here locally. Like I know you do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how has this changed how you think we should be marketing and getting out there and selling our businesses. I know you have a lot to say on this.
1: Well, what I would say is, and, and this may sound, um, I'm very blunt, very upfront. You should have been doing this anyway. That's like, right. it's like if you, before COVID, did not see the trends and the way that things were going and you didn't get on board, you're so far behind. <laughs> and then yeah. the learning curve And it's not just like, okay, let's just jump on and do a webinar. Let's just jump on and have a meeting. But just learning how to do things in an efficient way, because I put out a post that basically said, you know, just because I'm home and you know that I'm home, you feel like you have 24-7 access to me. And that can't be the case. So I think that the biggest thing that people have to do is what I have said for the last, I don't even know how many years anyway you have to be appreciative and respectful of your time because things are literally changing every day in relation to the loans, the grants, the opportunities that are out there. And if you don't have stuff together, you can't move forward the way that you need to move forward. And I did this on live stream and I told everybody, you need to have your paperwork together to make your paperwork. You're not going to get the money that you need if you don't have the back office stuff done. So I think a lot of people are scrambling because they're seeing now that it looked like business was going well. But now that the veil has been uncovered, you really see that there are a lot of people who weren't really doing business. And it makes it a lot more difficult when you don't have communication, when you're talking about nonprofit boards, when you have people that didn't wanna do things in the first place and now all of a sudden, they want to be so involved and it's not a bad thing for people to want to be involved but there does need to be order so when you look at you know meetings you know like i have one meeting that um that i'm at every week the meeting takes an hour there's no reason that this meeting should take an hour every week right (laughs) right none none whatsoever because we're in the house and i've said well listen instead of us doing this meeting Because really, it's one person relaying information to a team. And I'm fine with it, though. You know what I mean? You still get paid for doing the things that you do. But why don't you, whoever the person is that's in charge, record what you want us to know and just send us the recording. And then if we have any questions, then we can send it back to you. The same way that we're doing a Zoom, the same way that we're doing whatever it is, you can just give us the information and then let us see if we have any questions, right? It's so many ways to do things now. And what I've learned is that I think when you're doing these um these group meetings online, some people do not pay attention and therefore ask the same questions over and over again. That can be annoying. Some people just wanna seem like they're paying more attention so they ask a million questions and they want to be so engaged and so involved and you can see like if this were the real world and we weren't online you would not have been acting this way right like you would have been the first person out of the room kind of thing so for me i look at this should teach you to be efficient with your time to bide your time and to literally have people book time with you now you should see that it's more valuable, and I mean it's not that it hasn't been valuable in the past. Because when I wrote the book, the 90 Day Focus, that was that's the whole purpose of it for you to take 90 minutes a day for you to focus on whatever your passion project is or whatever the goal was that you had that you wanted to reach at the end of the 90 days. So I've been in this in this mindset for the last going on four years of really focusing on my time, and now I'm super extra oh, well, it's no time for that. Like I book things where it's 30 minutes in between, give myself time, the downtime, and then go back into the next thing. And it seems like my days are fuller now than they used to be before. And I don't know if this is a trend with everybody, but the days go by so much faster now than they did pre-COVID. And I think that that means we really have to pay attention to where we're spending our time, and what we're giving our energy to as businesses across the board.
0: I, so, so much you're saying resonates <laughs> with me, and I'll tell you you're why. Just like nod your head, yeah, yes, yep, yep, Yes, and I'll tell you why. So, uh, pre-COVID, I was slammed, right? My business was doing well. COVID hit, and, and for those that don't know on the podcast, I'm an accounting and business consultant, and which means I'm all in people's money, right? Mm-hmm. And their books. And everybody wanted the PPP loan, the IDLE loan, all that stuff. And they were like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Let me call yeah. my accountant. Right. And even people I didn't know were contacting me. Like they, they, you know, they heard about me through the grapevine. So, yeah. you know, or saw yeah. me on Instagram and I was inundated with people who wanted to talk to me about that. Yeah. Well, my clients come first right? My, yes. And I'm very intentional with my time and what I have found during, I I call it the COVID break. um, (laughs) break? Yeah. Cause it's like the world went on a break and I think it's one in a lot of respects I think needs to continue, which is get intentional on your time. Yep. And I, I, like, I put my phone on do not disturb. I go off social media. I have a set amount of time a day that I work on my business. Mm -hmm. And, um, I decided because I'm working so much, like no lie yesterday, I started working at 7 Mm a.m. I finished work at 2 30 a.m. this morning. Okay. I had a 15 minute break for lunch yesterday and about 30 minutes for dinner.
1: So you, you gifted yourself at 45 minutes of downtime. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. You need, more. you need more. I know.
0: And you need so, more. but so let me tell you though, that was just a weird day. Like my days normally aren't that bad. Okay. It was, it was, there was a lot that needed to get done and I was committed to doing, it and I was feeling good and mm-hmm. cause I have to watch my health on a lot of things. Okay. And so, um, but every Friday I take off through that whole summer. Okay. the reason I do is because that's a day for me to work on my business instead of, okay, Okay. that's a day for me. If I am slammed all week and exhausted and not feeling it, I'm going to lay out by the pool because I got a pool in the backyard and I thought, why do I have a swimming pool and not enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, I got in business to have a successful business, but also to do exactly what I wanted to. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I've just gotten very intentional. The other thing that I'm doing this year, I've done something similar in the past, but this year for the first time in September, I am taking two weeks mm-hmm. and I'm going to the beach, to a beach oh, house goodness. and do a retreat.
1: So you're really grown up. That's what yes. that means.
0: What I have, That's right. I'm doing a <laughs> retreat with myself. Cause everybody's like, well, oh, okay. Cause I was going to say, is the retreat like a business thing or this is well, a personal retreat? If it wasn't COVID, yeah, that would be, I, I I have thought about that because I have mm-hmm. a friend that does a, a business retreat at the beach and mm-hmm. I've been to all kinds of amazing retreats. I want to do one with other people, but mm-hmm. right now I Not thought, now. Yeah. I thought I can't go to conferences. Everything I want to do is either virtual or canceled. And I travel a lot and do a lot of continuing ed. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I can do my own. Like I can do two weeks and like some of it, like a week, my family's coming down Mm -hmm. and we're going to, you know, do the family vacation thing. Mm -hmm. And then the other week they're coming back home and I'm going to be there by myself in this condo at the beach. And I'm going to work on my business, Mm -hmm. uh, record podcast episodes, um, work on these ideas that I've had, you know, all the amazing stuff like you do, but I'm so I get so busy working in my business that I forget to work on it.
1: But this is different. You, 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 your yeah. business type is different. It is. So Agreed. mine is built around communication. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I initially started this business, I said that I really wanted to be a multimedia company. That was That was always the vision. Mm-hmm. And now the vision is clear and the vision is actually here now, right? So for me, it's just different. My business is built around marketing and social media. So me not doing that means I don't have a business. Um, in a lot of ways, from one, one perspective of the business, the other part is built around teaching. And what's happened is, um, you know, there are so many things that are, the people are actually seeing that, oh my goodness, small business is worth it. People do get jobs. Wow. It's important now because everybody thought that it was big, gigantic companies. Yes. And now that you see that the big, gigantic companies are filing bankruptcy and closing and laying off people and all of the rest of the things, it's just like, who is keeping the world alive? And it's the small business, small especially business. here in the United States. Yes. It's us. So now it's like, oh my goodness, it's really important to keep these small businesses alive because they do the things. That's what I like to call it. Whatever your business does, it's the things that keep other people moving. And a lot of small businesses are never going to get to a million dollars a year. And let's just, you know, be honest. Yep. But can that person, it is a valuable thing for a person to be able to have a business that sustains them where they don't have to go get another job. And I don't consider you adding on clients or adding on other streams of income. Like, that's not what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Some people, you know, will go and start their business and then they have to go get another job. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But I always look at what are the opportunities that you have to use the skill set and then also align with what your customers want that enable you to just work for yourself. That is a skill that everybody has not been able to master. And it's nothing wrong if you want to, you know, do a side hustle or something like that. But sure. it to me is something really impressive for you to be able to do your business and not have to work for another company as an employee. You know what I mean? So yes. you've got a contract that to me is different, but you don't have to go back to work and clock in somewhere. And that takes a lot of energy. And I think people now, oh my goodness, they're finally starting to realize it. And when people thought, oh, okay, well, yeah, you're running your business. You have so much time. It's like now they realize, oh, this is what it really takes to run my business. This is the stuff I should have been doing anyway. Wow. And you know what a lot of people have told me? I can now actually focus on my business. And I think that it's what you said people are always working in the business and not on the business. And yeah. so now they're seeing, okay, well let me take these classes. Let me learn this new skill set. Let me add something else to the repertoire because I've been counseling a lot of people and let me tell you what I have found. This is across the state. A lot of people had businesses. They were doing good and they weren't online. Do you know how many people are struggling to get online and then they're like, they're looking at the numbers nobody's buying. Okay. You just started a website. You know what I mean? So if you just start today, unless you're a celebrity or unless you were marketing it and you just had this wonderful, massive product, just because you put it up today doesn't mean that you're going to see the results of it today. So they have to realize that you've had a business for a year, two years, and even some people 20, 30 years. and, And this is just, yeah, And they were never online because they never found that it was important. But I've been telling people for the last 10, 20 years that it was important to be online. And now people are saying, oh, my goodness. You know, and a lot of people that are doing really well are like, you know, I would have never went online if it wasn't for COVID, if I didn't have to shut down.
0: Yeah.
1: So it is really making people see that the online thing is is serious that it's important, and that being in a social setting where people like you and like your business helps you to sell. And Mm -hmm. if that means that you need to go in slightly different directions and be a little bit uncomfortable, you need to do that because your business deserves it. Or you can say, I'm just going to be out of business really soon because the people are just not coming the way that they used to.
0: I hope you're enjoying this podcast. This was such a good podcast episode that I did with this interview with Chisa Penix-Brown. Just so much available. I don't want you to miss a bit of it. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about Chisa. She, She is just an amazing woman. She has opened the Podbiz Studios, which is the first Black woman-owned podcast studio in North Carolina. She's also the author of the 90-Day Focus, Your Action Plan for Success. And I'm telling you, pick that one up because it's worth a read. And you can put those steps to action right away. It's a book that helps you to transform your mindset towards prioritization and goal setting to help you complete your passion project. She's also founded a 501c3 nonprofit, women's organization called The Real Glow Getters. She helps women to start, stay, and slay in business. She thrives around women who aren't afraid to shine, but thrive on sharing their glow up with others. She can always be found giving it to the people. So please put your hands together for the second episode with Chisa Penix-Brown.
1: You gotta look at it from that perspective. So I, I just really hope that people are understanding that the technology is here for you. It can't be any easier than it is nowadays to go online, but a lot of people were never online and now they're really trying to struggle to get into that. Plus just the regular stress of what's yeah. happening with COVID, you know? So it's a lot happening and we just need to be vigilant of making sure that we stay in contact with the technology and the new things that are developing And making sure that if there's some opportunity for us to get some money from somebody, whether it's a loan or whether it's a grant, that we're ready to be able to accept that.
0: Right. Because (laughs) that, that's a big one you touched on. People not being ready, right? So I ran, I, well, I've run in that whole five years I've run my business that Mm -hmm. people come to me and they're like, here, go fix this. And you're like, wait a minute, that's your mess. Uh-huh. you got to help, you know, clean. It. I got to have information to clean it up. Uh-huh. Right. And I think sometimes it's easier just to say, oh, well, I, I want the easy button. Right? Yeah. they supposed to be the easy button over here. And, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of us that have been online the whole time. Mm-hmm. The biggest joke I had when COVID hit was people saying, we got to get on zoom. And I'm thinking, I've been doing zoom for five years, like daily, you know, and was very comfortable with it. And then people talking about remote working remotely, I said, I built my entire business to work remotely. I wanted to be able to go to the beach and park myself in the sand and work on a laptop if that's what I want to do. And the other thing that I think a lot of people are learning is how difficult it is to work from home with husbands, children, dogs, all the things Uh I've been dealing with that for five years, you Uh know? And I, I wanted to go back to a part because your book, the 90 days is is fabulous and that the focus part, right? I think Mm -hmm. that's huge. And so being intentional, like you said, with our time, um, and that's something I've been working on to get even tighter Rain in my life is just blocking out. I'm, I'm a, I'm a slave to email, right? Okay. So I've got to where I, I got this little app that mm-hmm. shuts it down and I don't even see the email, but four times a day. Okay. And then, because, you know, everything's a habit, right? Yeah, it's just like it going is. on Facebook, clicking that Facebook button. I mean, I'll find myself sitting, eating lunch, just clicking through the phone because that's what you do. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, I could be doing something more useful. Mm-hmm. So speak to that, some tips, because uh, I know you got plenty mm-hmm. of what people can do to get more, more, less distraction and more focus in their business.
1: I do think you need to just carve out and say, okay, this is the time that I'm gonna do something. And so for a lot of people, um, I am fortunate. Let me just say this, just to preface it. So um my husband is home mm-hmm. and he has been the most absolute helpful thing to my business because he is detail oriented. So oh, stuff awesome. that I needed help with to get my the stuff that it's like you need help with this, you know you gotta do it, but okay. I'm going to do a little bit and then I'll stop. I'm one of those ADD type people where I'm going to start on something and then it's like, burn. And then, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and then then you go to the next thing, right? And so when you, you have that kind of personality, it's really good. And you know, like, so let me just give you an example. So we just got an air fryer, right? Mm -hmm. And he will read the directions for everything. So I put stuff in the air fryer and he's like, what do you have in here? did you press the second such button? Did you do the timer on the thing? It's a book that came with the air fryer, right? (laughs) And I'm like, "Ah, I put it in there for 400 for like 12 minutes. I figure it'll come out. Okay. Right. So I I am big picture person. I am time date location and then I can work everything else around it. Whereas he is micro is like, there's a way to do everything, put it together. So it has helped me in a lot of ways. The things that I wanted to do as far as developing more systems to keep myself in check on a daily basis, everything is like amazingly magnificent. The level of productivity that I now have shot through the roof, but it's also because of the fact that I think that you have to help your, whoever's living with you and except for the dog, you know, I mean, that's, you can't really do much for that. <laughs> If you have people living with you, yeah. everybody is at work. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has a job at the house. If there is something that needs to be done and it's work time, we need you to be at work. You know, so if I'm at work from this time to that time, and if I had kids, then you have stuff to do. You know, and so, I mean, if everybody has a task and a time frame to do things in, and then we have downtime and all of the rest of that, it helps. To enhance your productivity, because you know, well, look, mommy's working right now, so I need to go do X, Y, Z. And I think if people are respectful of like the things that you need to get done, they'll help. You know, so if people use your children, you know, I tell people all the time, kids, what can the kids do right now that can help you with your business? You know what I mean? Oh, I gave mine a job. I gave mine a job. Listen, if the kids (laughs) can, let me. I'm gonna just give you this. You wanted if the kids can go in and like people's posts and respond to posts now they need to give a certain age to be able to do that of course sure. right yeah. um but the kids i promise you your kids could then become the next cinematographer why are your kids not helping making videos and stuff like that you might need to train them on how to do stuff i mean even data entry kind of things you know so we mm-hmm. have this we need to enter this we need to print this i mean it, it, you can find something but this is the thing you have to stop And you have to train somebody and then let them be able to help you. For my people that make things at home, like craft kind of things or something like that, let them do that. Even with you, if you have a client and it needs to be booked, like I have a physical big calendar that I write on. Then I have a book calendar because I still like to have things where I write inside of them. Yeah, I do too. Then I have the online thing. Let them write down your schedule. Let them check your agenda. They'll know what you're supposed to do before you're supposed to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Those to me are the things where. I always look at it. Everybody has a job. What is your job today? You know? And so if they have something to do that's purposeful, that might mean it takes a little more for you to think about how you can tell somebody else to help you, but it will still work. I promise you it'll work. Um, And that's not, that's not even talking about if they have schoolwork and stuff like that. But um, everybody can help with something. You know, somebody needs to be a photographer. Somebody needs to help record the podcast. They need to learn how to edit. Whatever the thing is that's going to help you be the next big thing, or at least just get more organized, somebody can help you with that. And that might mean you what know, the kid's job is to sit down and go on something like Skillshare and learn how to make videos, right? Mm-hmm. It, get let the kids do it because honestly, I mean that's more valuable than a lot of the stuff that they're learning in school. Your kid, by yeah. the time they go back to school, <laughs> could be selling video production. You know
0: what I mean? Oh, I, I already that, have one. I already have you one. Got it. You done got her business. Come on. My, my daughter will be 12 in September. Okay, she, She's got two entrepreneur parents. So that may have okay. something to do with it. She, she wants to be an event planner. Okay. She is perfectly suited for it. She is highly detailed organized and very organized. Like she can yeah. organize your closets, whatever. Um, business. And she has already started working on her business plan. She uh that's what she bugs me with. So I don't have the normal kid who's like, Mom, can I play video games? Can I do this? Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Mine's making YouTube videos and killing it, trying to get me to let her have an Instagram account, which I'm not happy with it, you know, letting her have right now because she's young. I want to mm-hmm. protect her. But she she's dying to have a YouTube channel. She's yeah. she's dying to get out there and do it. And she told me that she felt like being at home because we've made the choice to let her go to school online this year. Okay. She said, and because she did beautifully with it back in the spring. She managed all of her own schoolwork. I did nothing. I just worked. Okay. And um, she told me, she said, I can step out of this when I go back to school. Now remember she's getting ready to start middle school. Okay. She said, when I go back to school next year. I can already have my business up and running and be ahead of everybody. And by the time I graduate high school, I could be, um, have enough money put back to put a down payment on my own house.
1: I was now, like, see, what? you have a, you have a magnificent child. Yeah, you have a lot of people whose children are not self-directed, not yeah. self-motivated. And that's why I'm saying for me, it's like you have to find something that they're interested in. If you're going that route, but make sure that the thing that they're interested in is something that can help you too right yeah so if let's just say your kid said that they wanted to start a t-shirt business multiple ways to do that but they need to be printing some t-shirts for you too like anything that they learn now this is the thing you even though i know what you said as far as her being too young and being 12 it's 12 year old millionaires out there right Uh And she you reminds know, reminds me it's, that all the time. It's plenty of kids, and the thing is, you can monitor it and make sure she's not doing anything crazy. You know, yeah. but there is a market for her age group. She's talking yeah. to her people, and when she talks to her people, and she's doing that on a regular basis, she's going to be way more engaged with her stuff than you are with yours, because that's life for them. You know what I mean? They yes. grew up on this. We didn't grow up on this. You know, and and it's yeah. one of those things where allow the kids to explore safe things, but also if it's gonna help them make money, do it. Because everybody doesn't, and I say this a lot, everybody doesn't need to go to college and everybody doesn't want to go to college. Yep. You know, you're your daughter's talking I graduating high school and buying her first house, not a car. You know, back in our day, the first thing we wanted was a car because we were trying to just burn the road up. It had nowhere right. to live. That's right. Nowhere to right. live. We were just gonna have a car, but we were coming back home to mom and dads, right? So, you know, when I said, okay, well, once I got to college, I'm like, all right, well, we can get out, we can leave, and I'm going to get an apartment. My thing was get a place to live. You know, I had a car, but I mean, I was fortunate my parents gave me a car, so I didn't have to worry about going to buy my first car. That was something that was already there. So then it was like, my motivation was get a place to live. I wasn't necessarily looking to buy a house, but I was like, I want my own. That's the difference a lot of times with a a lot of the kids nowadays and with a a slightly older generation, we did not want to stay at home. We wanted to leave. Mm -hmm. And if you want your kids to leave, so I hope anybody that's listening to this, (laughs) if you want your kids to leave, have them start their own business so they can make their own money so they can get out of your house. Because when they have money, they're not going to want to stay at home then. And COVID is not going to be around forever and they're going to be like, you know what, I have enough where I could go and do my own thing and let them explore the world, you know? But if you keep, as a parent, um, just doing everything for them and not giving them that entre- entrepreneurial mindset, yeah. they're going to stay at home. Because they're not even going to have enough money to go anywhere. Well, now, that's, the, that's funny,
0: the funny thing with mine, so she, she, you know, she has an older brother. So Mm -hmm. my son is 28 and he's out on his own. He's been on his own since he was 19. Apparently there's something about I pushed my kids out of the nest, you know, but uh, (laughs) I was like, he, he said, I'm ready to go. I said, go. (laughs) Um, but my daughter even said to me, you know, if I don't have enough money to buy me a house, Uh when I graduate high school, she said, I don't know that I'm going to rent because that's such a waste of money to me. She Uh said, I'll just pay you and dad rent because it's probably going to be cheaper than me having an apartment. She she's said, right. she <laughs> said, I got a, an awesome setup. Cause she lives in our basement. So she has uh-huh. her own living room, her own bathroom, her own bedroom. And she's like, I've got this great setup. Like I want it. I could live here until I get enough money. She said, I could be running my business. And I'm like, Oh girl that's the way to think like like you said yeah. when I was her age all I thought about is I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna get a car and I'm yeah. gonna be gone now I did move out when I was 17 okay. <laughs> out of my parents house I graduated high school 20 days after graduation I was gone oh
1: okay you went came back I didn't I didn't go yeah. that quickly but yeah never
0: came back and now I live in the same town as my parents and they they're seven miles down the road and I see them all the time but I was, no, I wanted out. I wanted out. And my husband talks about that. I think that's our generation. Like we were so ready to get away from our parents. We wanted that independence. And um, I think it's awesome whether she starts a business or not. The fact that she goes through these thought processes. Yeah. Because this is not her first idea for a business. Her first idea was cupcakes. Okay. And I said, I ain't baking. I don't like to cook. Uh so you and your daddy figure that out well then her dad of course never had time to do it and she was like well everybody's got cupcakes I'm like everybody has event planning everybody's an accountant everybody's this like there's always lots of people doing what you want to do but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it no
1: it just means you have to find your unique path to making it successful and so you know one of the things that I said was I look at the levels. That's, that's kind of how I like to say it. Like I I always tell people, you know, let's bring the level up. So when you look at the levels that you're on, you're on a totally different level now than you were at. And then sometimes you plateau and you, you can't get to that next level if there's not some type of focus that goes with it. So for me, I look at the levels like on an annual basis. So if you look at your life, kind of like the rings of a tree, Mm -hmm. gross every year and I put out a post this morning that was talking about you know you're not your future self yet but where you're at right now is the future self for your old you so when you sit and you think about this the things that you have now is stuff that you wanted before even Mm -hmm. if you didn't you didn't think about it because you weren't conscious of it and so people are not focused so much on where they're at now this to me has given me more focus to say I am so appreciative of where I am now, because even if you take into consideration, you know how people said they can't do stuff? Yeah. I don't really like to look at it like that. I look at it as like, okay, well, we can't do that yet. So I think that there's power in the word yet, in knowing that there is another level for you to reach, and you can't do it now, but yet- You will be able to do it at some point in time. So what's the reason that it's stopping you from being able to do it now? Some of it is mindset. Some of it is money. Some of it is um, acquiring a degree for some people. Some of it is acquiring training or certifications. Whatever that thing is, it's a yet though. Because I always think once I can get to that point, oh my goodness. So like there's one thing and I just have not taken the time to do it. And I said, if I do this, it's over for y'all. I would love to speak fluent Spanish. I took Spanish when I was at school in New York. Yeah, had a great Spanish teacher. Came to North Carolina, but put it just, it, you know, it just was a whole different environment down here. Um, and I said, you know, that's the thing. If I could speak fluent Spanish it would be over for y'all. Like, do you know know how many Spanish I would just turn into, because you know I'm a little chocolate anyway, so they would probably say I was Dominican. So I would be a whole little Dominican over here and I would be giving all of everything that I have to give (laughs) in Spanish. Imagine me, as fast as I talk right now, giving it to you in Spanish? Oh my goodness. So it's like, it's one of those things. You've got to do that. You've got to do it. (laughs) I have to get, at some point in my life, I need to sit down and get fluent in at least some conversational Spanish. Because I feel like it's so many levels and people oftentimes don't look at everything that they can do to improve. So I'm always looking at another opportunity to do something extra. And I know I'm not there yet. But once I set my mind to it and I sit down and it might be Rosetta Stone, it might be something, But mm-hmm. I, well, that's one of the things that I want to do because that's so far off. And when you look at the market and see what's happening, why not? Why not learn something else? And to be honest with you, you probably should learn Mandarin right now too. You know, like <laughs> there are things that people need to do yeah. and we need to understand this is not the only place that we can make money. And this online environment gives us the opportunity to reach so many more people. So how many people are you not reaching because you don't want to get online? Mm -hmm. How many people aren't you reaching because you don't want to start that podcast? How many people are you not reaching because you don't want to go ahead and live stream? It's so many people that you can reach. And now all of a sudden you get the money you want. You get the lifestyle that you want. You have the freedom that you need. But we have to get over that level of fear and we have to sit down and focus and have a plan that gets us there. And and that to me is really where once you sit down and you say, this is the plan, now you're accountable to you. And so Absolutely. if you really want it, you're going to do what's necessary to get it. Mm-hmm.
0: I've got, so I have a board over here that's got like some encouraging sayings. Mm-hmm. And one of the sayings, I'm trying to look over the lamp. It says, honor the space between no longer and not yet. Mm. <laughs> and I thought when you were talking about it, yet, and I'm like, yes, I have that on my board. That's it's, it's powerful. It is powerful.
1: It is it powerful. Is.
0: Well, I I will say I could sit here and talk to you all day long, but I know (laughs) you've got um, other appointments as well as I do, and we have to honor our time, right? Be respectful. So it has been amazing having you on today, and I want to give you a chance as we Uh wrap up to share where people can find and connect with you.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. So, my website is ladybusiness.com, dot S.com. And pretty much, most everything that you need to find about me is there. Um, in addition, if you're following on Instagram, it's Instagram.com forward slash Chisa pennix Brown, C H I S A P E N N I X B R O W N. And my podcast, if you want to listen to that, if you need inspiration, let me just tell you, it is not like Audrey's podcast. It's going to be a little cussing
0: on there. <laughs> No, there's because a lot of cussing on mine too, just not is it? Oh yeah, okay,
1: your Mine is really, really blatant in your face, cussing. No, it's not like just a side
0: cuss. It's like- Oh no, what you, what, what? see, this is the part that people don't know about me. I cuss, my husband says, worse than any man. He's for heard. He's that's like, means you're smart, right? Yeah. That's I he's it. like, the way you come up with the F word and what you use with it. And I have an explicit rating on my podcast for that reason. Okay. Like, I believe if it feels right, say it. I don't care. Say it. Yes.
1: <laughs> so mine is called Real Ass Affirmations. I love and it. And I would love if you want to go to realassaffirmations.com. That's where you can listen. They are short, none of them is over five minutes. They're all there meant for you to be your own life coach. So Wonderful. what happened was, and it's kind of a sad story, but it's also a positive. When my mom passed, she passed last year. So it's been a little bit over a year um, since her passing, because it was in June. And I didn't have anybody else to talk to. Y- you don't have anybody else to talk to like that, right? So yes. you know how you would have your friend that you would call or whatever, or somebody gets on your nerves or makes you mad. And what about when everybody's busy and you can't talk to anybody? Mm-hmm. So real last affirmations is meant for you to listen to, for you to cuss a little bit, for you to breathe in and breathe out and do mantras and for you to calm down and then for you to share it with somebody else. Because every one of them, there is someone who is experiencing whatever that emotion is at that time, and you yes. can share it with other people. So that to me, um, that's one of my favorite things that I do. It's a release and it is positive and motivating, but it's also real ass affirmations. Um, so that's awesome. that to me is um all of it in a nutshell where you can find some fun you can check out the business stuff you can come to classes and counseling and all of that but sometimes you just need a real ass affirmation in your life so the tagline that goes with that is "It's shit you need to say to get you through your day (laughs) So if that hasn't enticed you to come and listen to real ass affirmations i don't know what will
0: (laughs) i love it i love it well thank you so much for being on here today and Uh, We definitely going to have you back again because Thank
1: you. And I appreciate it. This was great. I mean, we talked about so many things that I didn't even think we were going to go in that direction. Um, But it was the right direction to go in
0: today. I appreciate it. Next time, next time we do it, we'll just cuss up a storm because girl, I was on a podcast. So I had a friend that used to run a podcast called Badassery. Uh and and her she ran badassery magazine and back when they had that running I was a podcast guest and oh my god I said fuck this and fuck that like a million times (laughs) and she's like I didn't realize I knew she cussed she's Uh like I didn't realize how much you cussed and I'm like Uh I said I know how to turn it on and turn it off
1: you have to but that's your authentic self coming through because sometimes you just need to do that and that's why it's like you know, every now and then, you know, and that's, that's honestly, and I know we're going to wrap up, but yeah. one of the things that I said was, well, this doesn't go with the original brand. My original brand of lady business, she's a lady, okay? She's going to be sassy, but she's not going to cuss. But then when I said, oh, "Chisa, Chisa's <laughs> a whole nother beast, a whole nother animal. So I was like, well, look, if we're going to go and do this and be about this brand and this lifestyle, I have to give you the all hundred percent me. And. You know, and that's that's where this came from. So people seem to respond to it well, and it's this genuinely me. And um, I think men, oftentimes, when you were talking about the women and men thing, men don't have a problem doing it. It's just like, when you look that's at right. women, it's like, oh, how dare she? Oh my goodness, clutch my pearls. And I'm just like, well, clutch the pearls then. Okay, clutch them, because we have some first words up in here. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I, so,
0: yes. I don't, I, you know, and when I say being authentically me, I've got, I drive a black Audi. Mm -hmm. The license plate says girl boss. Okay. And that gets a lot of attention. Yeah, I bet it does. And men like it more than women. Oh. Which I've always found interesting. And Mm -hmm. they will comment it onto it. Like, I like your license plate. And I'm like, really? Like, Uh I think they're being sarcastic. They really like it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And um, what I've heard from a lot of men is, you ballsy you, you you it takes a lot you know to... so they
1: respect it that's yeah. what it is they respect yeah. it well here's to being respected here's yes. to being your authentic self and as I like to say here's to giving it to the people <laughs> <laughs> that's great Jesus.